creativelyanddeliberately.com, a podcast where we will discuss how to creatively and deliberately make choices that give life meaning. Hello, this is episode 24. Um, Thanks for joining me. I know it's been a while since my last podcast. I've had a lot going on in my life from graduation to planning weddings. I'm trying to get back in the swing of things. It's summertime, so if you hear birds chirping in the background, it's because the window was open. Hopefully that won't be distracting. So as I was talking to my daughter about creating a new life together with her fiance, I remembered an experience from when I was in my first year of marriage. Gary and I had moved into a HUD home that we had fixed up. We still had boxes everywhere and things were in a disarray. Gary's younger brother was over and it was time to make dinner. So I'll tell you right now, standing in the kitchen happily cooking has never been a description I'd use for myself because, well, I've never really been interested in developing that skill. And because of this fact, I never really put in the time to learn how to cook. So what did I decide to cook? at this point when we're all hungry, frozen pot pies. You know, the small ones that are easy to reheat in the oven. My brother-in-law was in the kitchen trying to help me get dinner ready. Couldn't be that hard, right? It was frozen pot pies. I'd watched my mother make them many times. You take them out of the box, set them on the pan, and remove their tinfoil dish. My brother-in-law was like, are you sure you're supposed to remove that dish? I was like, yeah, that's what my mom always did. This is how she cooked. When the timer went off, my brother-in-law was in the kitchen with me. Luckily, Gary wasn't. We immediately saw the hot bubbly mess on the pan. You almost couldn't tell one pot pie from the other. Obviously, the tinfoil dishes weren't supposed to be removed until after it had cooked. We both laughed at the mistake I'd made, and I was like, hurry, put them on the plate so Gary doesn't know I cooked them wrong. (laughs) A nice cover-up for my ignorance, right? Nothing like being young and innocent. Now, Gary had his own my mom cooked this way experience. He said he'd like to cook a roast for us on Sunday dinner like his mom did. I watched him prep the meat since I needed all the help I could get in the cooking department. So he took the roast and rolled it in a container of flour. I asked him if that really was how his mom did it, and he said yes. He then placed it in the oven for the few hours, and we later ate it. It wasn't bad, but it soon came out that he had mistakenly used the flour step his mother used for fried chicken. She didn't ever roll her roast in a flour batter. We laughed. Sweet innocence, right? Haven't we all optimistically tackled skills we are usually uninformed about? It's described in the four stages of competence. There's science on this. The first step starts at the bottom level, much like a ladder, and then moves up a level once the stage is acknowledged and learned. So step one is called unconscious incompetence. This is where blissful ignorance lives like my cooking examples. Both Gary and I were completely ignorant of what we didn't know, and obviously our confidence far exceeded our abilities. We both lacked the knowledge of how to cook like mom, but we were immediately made aware of that which we didn't know, which then leads to conscious 
incompetence. This is where we must recognize our own incompetence and start learning the new skill. Making mistakes becomes our teachers in this stage. Learning the value of a new skill is necessary before we can move forward to the next stage. The length of time spent in this stage depends on the determination and efforts expended in learning the skills. Here's where you realize that others are much more competent than you are and that they can easily do things that you're struggling with. This is me right now relearning math so I can go back to college. Number three is conscious competence. At this level, you've acquired the skills and the knowledge that you need to use the skill or perform the task, but it does require practice and conscious thought and hard work. However, as you practice regularly, you gain even more confidence and it feels more automatic. So you move up to number four, unconscious competencies. When the skills have become second nature and performed easily because of the experience and time you've put into practicing it. In fact, now the skill can be performed while executing other tasks. You can even teach the skills to others and teaching others keeps the information fresh in your mind. Note that the use it or lose it rule applies here if you don't use your new skills regularly. So psychologist Don Kelly and Daryl Connor have outlined the typical stages that come with setting goals or trying to improve and change that feels similar to the four learning stages of competence. It's called the emotional cycle of change. Stage one of the cycle is called uninformed optimism. This is where we are excited to take those first steps forward to improve or change or reach a goal. And all we can think about is its benefits that result from our efforts. All we see at this stage is the possibilities. However, there is a lot we don't know. But we don't know that we don't know. Hence the name uninformed optimism. My perfect example of this that doesn't have anything to do with cooking is my optimism that I had for doing my podcast. I was so excited to have my own podcast. I absolutely love the encouragement I have gained from listening to the podcasts that I do. So I wanted to provide the same help for others just by the things I said. I jumped right into outlining topics for my steps model. And I started learning more about the podcast forums. I got eight episodes completed and loaded onto iTunes, all with optimism. I went through unconscious incompetence and then into conscious incompetence in no time. I want you to visualize a few steps on solid, firm ground, but only a few, maybe 10. The next phase will start declining downhill. The second stage is called informed pessimism. You've dipped below the optimism you've started with. This emotional shift happens because you're now more aware of what it takes to make this improvement or change or to accomplish this goal or learn this new task. With pessimism present, you tend to dwell more on the cost of all of your efforts rather than the benefits that will result in the end. You ask, is it really worth all this effort? It's here that you'll have to start proving that you want this improvement or change or skill 
or this knowledge or goal. In my podcast example, I've been like, wow, it takes a lot of discipline to make sure I have content for my podcast. I had the goal of doing it weekly at first, after I uploaded my bulk of my first eight episodes. But the content wasn't coming as easily as I had hoped, and yet I thought it would once I wasn't locked into a set topic. I had many ideas, but when I sat down to the computer to get them organized and recorded, it was like my mind went blank. My skills have improved as I've recorded, but doing it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. My time management needed to be addressed and fast. This proving stage is still putting me to the test. The third stage is called the Valley of Despair. The pain of change and improvement at this point is much bigger than the pain to stay the same. Any effort feels much harder than you had expected. So you start saying, it really isn't that bad to not have what I was wishing for. It's not so bad to be where I was or where I am. You now start drowning in pessimism that you can't even see the benefits that will come from pursuing this rewarding path. The why no longer carries any weight or motivation. This is the stage where most people give up. They don't worry about proving anything anymore. They just don't want the pressure that comes with continuing on. This is where I have hit as I've gotten further and further behind on providing episodes. And I've just signed on to go back to school to get a bachelor's in psychology, which will require more of my time. It's here, now, at this point, that I have to evaluate my why I'm doing a podcast and its purpose, and let that pull me through this valley of despair. When you're in this pit or valley, it seems impossible to climb back up the hill because you can't get yourself to be optimistic at all. It's here that your why you are doing what you're doing has to keep you afloat. If you haven't defined what that is, it makes it harder to show your grit, but it isn't impossible. So define your why. Others can be used to buoy you up and encourage you while here in this valley. Or I'd encourage you to find others who inspire you with their examples so you don't give up. Just don't give up. These words are as much for me as they are for you. Stage four is where you start to climb past the pessimism that once consumed you into the phase called informed optimism, where you now know what it means to have the results you want and seek because you're starting to experience some of them. You recognize that you're capable and committed to continue on. You're reaping some of the rewards from your efforts now, so you persevere while envisioning the payoff at the end. Stage five is where you've completely risen above it all and you've made it back on solid ground, but with more experience and understanding as you've successfully reached your goal and made your improvement or changed. The payoff is even better than what you had expected and that's why you're willing to do it again. The highs and lows of the emotional cycle of change are as normal as the four stages of becoming competent that everyone experiences. Foreseeing these stages can help you strategically plan for their personal effect so that you don't get lost along the way. In my situation with my podcasting, 
My new approach is going to be to record three times a month and give myself a week of prep. Now all plans are subject to change and they won't go into effect until after my daughter's wedding in July. But I hope by sharing with you my own struggles that it will also help you push through those times where you want to quit or give up. By knowing that this cycle of emotional learning is part of the process, it can empower you to push through your low periods without giving up. Thanks for joining me, creativelyanddeliberately.com. If you're interested in journaling your steps through setting goals and foreseeing the obstacles that might stand in your way, you can buy my one-on-one journal through Amazon under my author name, Danette J. Hansen. There is also a self-discovery journal that is there to help you define what is really important to you in life. Go and check it out.